Welcome to the Inside Scoop. Today we're talking about Penn State making a run up the recruiting rankings. Michigan trending for top targets, but first we're headed down to the state of Florida to find out who won the weekend in the big three. We checked in on Florida, Florida State, Miami a couple weeks ago, but this weekend all three held their spring games. On Thursday, it was the Florida Gators. On Friday, it was the Miami Hurricanes. And then on Saturday, Florida State Seminoles. Let's bring on national recruit. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Starting in Gainesville with the spring game down there for the Gators, here are some of the recruiting highlights. Four-star Xavier Phil, same commits. Five-star Colin Simmons visits. Four-star Jordan Pride is trending and QB DJ Lagway in town to recruit. Four-star Xavier Phil, same committed on Thursday. We kind of previewed this last week. Sam said to watch out for it. And the Gators land another elite talent in their secondary. The number two ranked safety in the country. The 29th best prospect overall. So he's sitting there borderline five-star. Speaking of five stars, Colin Simmons from Duncanville, Texas, was there. Really looked like he enjoyed himself. Sam, do you think Florida's a serious contender for Colin Simmons? Yeah, after this visit, I think Florida has put itself in the conversation for an official visit. We know that three schools are trending in that direction with the five-star from Duncanville, Texas, Georgia, and LSU, which leads on the RPM. But I think after visiting Florida, they are now in the mix for one of these summer official visits. He heads to Oregon next, and they're also going to try to put themselves in the conversation as well. And then we got four-star Jordan Pride out of IMG Academy trending heavily toward UF at about 96%. This is significant because up until about two weeks ago, he was committed to FSU. And a lot of people believe the reason he reopened his recruitment was because of the Gators. Corey Bender over at Gators Online thinks that a flip could, or not a flip because he's not committed to Florida State, but a commitment to the Gators could happen in the near future. We'll keep an eye on that. QB DJ Lagway's in town, Sam. And if we're ranking recruit recruiters, is Lagway the number one recruiter in this class? Yeah, I mean, he has to be. Who knows Gainesville better than DJ Lagway? Um, what, he visited seven times over the fall just before he made his com commitment to the Gators. Uh, and now he is the face of the class. He's the face of the 2024 class for Billy Napier. He is out recruiting talent in the state of Florida, guys like five-star Ohio State commit Jeremiah Smith. And he's in Texas recruiting guys like five-star edge Colin Simmons and just got a commitment from Xavier Philsame from Dallas. I think DJ Lagway is a great face for the Gators. And I think he's basically resembling the, the shift in momentum with, with Florida from a national perspective. All right, one additional note, four-star running back Stacy Gage out of South Florida was in town, and the Gators already have two really good running backs committed in Chauncey Bowens and Kanan Daniels, but it sounds like they're interested in Gage, and Gage is reciprocating that interest. So do the Gators have room for a third back in the 2024 class? Yeah, one thing you can count on with Billy Napier and his teams is that they're, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to be they're gonna be physical in the running game. Um, we saw it in the spring game. They have Trevor Etienne. They also have Montrell Johnson from my neck, from my neck of the woods here in New Orleans. <laughs> um, and it looks like maybe this time next year, Montrell Johnson could hear his name get called in the draft. Looks like Billy Napier is just recruiting the two, maybe three best running backs he can fit into Florida's 2024 class. Stacey Gage also being recruited. Jarek Gibson, the number one running back in the country, has also been to Gainesville recently. All right, let's head down to Coral Gables. I want to talk a little Miami Hurricanes recruiting. 
Two weeks ago, we were looking a little funny at Miami's commit list as they sat there with one commitment, a punter. But they've got some forward momentum right now, and they were cooking at the spring game. Here's some of the highlights. Four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson commits. They also had a pair of five-star pass rushers, Justin Scott, Colin Simmons on campus. JoJo Trader, one of the top wide receivers in South Florida, was on campus, along with T.A. Cunningham, a defensive lineman out of California. So Miami also added a commitment from three-star DB Dylan Day out of Louisiana on Sunday night. So their 2024 recruiting class ranks number 48 in the 2024 on three industry team rankings and number 11 in the ACC as the Canes sit now with four commitments. But wide receiver Chance Robinson, that was big because he comes out of St. Thomas Aquinas, 6'1", 180. It's, it's important to get these guys on the commit list. Why is that, Sam? Yeah, when you talked about St. Thomas Aquinas is a powerhouse there in South Florida, and we also talked about the numbers in Miami's class, but looking a little bit suspect just a couple of weeks ago. But when you when you factor in Chance Robinson on top of a guy like Dylan Day, a speed from the boot, Lance Gidry had been recruiting him at his previous stops. Um, but you look at Chance Robinson now in the class, it's got a little bit more pizzazz to it. You got some speed. You have a nationally coveted receiver that the other big schools in state and elsewhere in the SEC, like AM, Alabama, and Auburn, are all really coveted. It's a good starting point for the, for the Hurricanes. All right. Miami made a move with both Justin Scott and Colin Simmons, getting them both on campus over the weekend. Now, Justin Scott out of St. Ignatius there in Chicago, while Colin Simmons is out of Duncanville, Texas. Sam, who do you think right now Miami has more traction with, Scott or Simmons? Yeah, you have to look at Scott. You know, he's, he might be a big target for schools like Notre Dame and Michigan out in the Midwest, but he goes to Miami for a multi-day visit and is already working to schedule a summer official visit um, with the Hurricanes. Mario Cristobal, very involved in Scott's recruitment. Miami, you know, is going to build from the trenches on out, getting someone like Justin Scott on campus for that amount of time and already working to get back to campus in a few months is a big deal for Miami. Yeah, Justin Scott locking in that June official visit to Miami is kind of the big news of the weekend there. Now, four-star JoJo Trader was on campus, one of the top wide receivers in not just Florida, but in America, and it's shaping up to be a classic big three battle. Miami trending on the RPM machine right now. Florida State also in there, Florida as well, but Miami keeps getting them back on campus. I don't think this recruitment's about to end anytime soon, so we'll keep an eye on it as it goes forward. Another big-time visitor on campus was four-star defensive lineman T.A. Cunningham out of California. He goes six foot six and a half, 275 pounds. Second trip to Miami this offseason, and now... There's a new RPM leader. It was the USC Trojans, but on Sunday evening, yours truly put in an expert pick for, for T.A. Cunningham to Miami. You know, just connecting the dots here. But more than anything, I just see that Miami's making him a priority. He's got a great relationship with Mario Cristobal and that staff. There's also some rumors that maybe for his senior year, he's going to transfer to Miami Central. That would put him right at Miami's doorstep. But even if he doesn't, I still like where Miami sits with him. And now they're trending on the RPM machine. All right, let's head to Tallahassee, talk a little spring game recruiting highlights for the Knowles. Some of the big news out of Tallahassee was Luke Cromenhawk and Cam Davis decide to shut it down. Wide receiver B.J. Gibson commits. They land a second four-star wide receiver in LeWayne McCoy. Five-star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniel visits, and four-star offensive tackle Maness Etit is trending. 
Why is Luke Cromenhawk and Cam Davis a big deal just because they shut it down? Well, it's because they're the top two rated recruits on Florida State's commit list and they're at visible positions. We all know the importance of having a quarterback committed and Cam Davis is one of the best running backs in America. He shuts it down. Now, Luke Cromenhawk took a visit to Penn State. Florida State fans kind of got a little, a little nervous about that one, but when he's on campus in Tallahassee, he decides that it's over. And then Cam Davis was just at UF last weekend. The UGA rumors were back again because he is a prospect out of South Georgia. But he said no longer he's going to take visits and he's locked into the Seminoles. Now, they also landed a pair of wide receivers. B.J. Gibson commits from Rochelle, Georgia, six foot 170. They also land four-star wide receiver LeWayne McCoy from Miami Central. He's also six foot 170, 175. Florida State now has four wide receiver commitments, T.J. Abrams and Camden Fryer, to the names I mentioned earlier. They're all in the, about the six-foot to six-foot-one range, and I think that Florida State would be open to taking a fifth wide receiver in this class if he's a true number one. What does that mean? If it's a guy like JoJo Trader or Jeremiah Smith, some of the top wide receivers in the state or in the country – Florida State would find room for them, and they'd be a welcome addition to that wide receiver room. Now, Florida State is also trending for four-star offensive tackle Manessi T. He comes from Modesto, California. He was on campus this week at his first visit to FSU. He goes six foot five, 290 pounds. And I haven't put in a pick yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if Atit was ready to pull the trigger sometime soon. Sam, I want to talk to you, though, about five-star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels. He's a guy that we've talked a lot about on the inside scoop out of the panhandle there in Florida. You already have a recruiting prediction in for the Knowles. What do you make of his recruitment now that we're almost through spring? Yeah, he was back at Florida State's campus for the spring game. He's already been to Florida State a handful of times this spring. He's been to Florida, he's been to Georgia, and he's been to LSU. And I don't know if a decision is is on the is on the way but i like where florida state sits i think that they're in the driver's seat going into the end of the spring and into the summer i don't think a decision is too far off at this point all right another interesting note here was that georgia commitment the number one tight end in america landon thomas was back in tallahassee over the weekend and he said quote i got back on campus and i forgot how i feel about it down here just feels comfortable down here like i feel like i'm home like i belong so the interesting note here, not necessarily that he was at FSU spring game, but more importantly, he was at FSU spring game the same time Georgia was playing their spring game in Athens. So it probably is nothing. But Sam, what's going on here with Landon Thomas in Georgia? Yeah, the thing about Landon Thomas, a Georgia commit currently, but a one-time Florida State commit, and he's been on campus, again, for the spring game and about a half a dozen times already this spring. Um, listen, Georgia is not going to stop recruiting him, and the way that they've produced tight ends over the last few years, you know, it makes sense why Landon Thomas is committed to Georgia. I think what we know is it's going to be a Georgia-Florida State battle until Landon Thomas decides to sign in December. All right, Sam, before I ask you who won the weekend, I need you guys to do me a favor. Like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We talked about Florida. We talked about Florida State. We talked about Miami. Sam, who won the recruiting weekend? 
Yeah, I think when you look at this weekend alone, you have to look at Florida, what the Gators did, landing a commitment from Xavier Philsame, like you said, a top 30 player in the country, one of the best safeties. And it, it goes to show you when, when Billy Napier tabbed Corey Raymond to run the DB room, you kind of expected Florida to get to this way where they have elite DBs from all over the country manning the field. Um, and I think that we're starting to see the, the fruits of that labor start to show up in this 2024 class and see start, start to see Florida operate under Corey Raymond is going to be a fun spectacle to see in Gainesville. But big picture, I really like the moves that Florida State has made and is putting themselves in a position to make down the cycle. We talked about your RPM for Charles Lester. We talked about my RPM for Jonathan Daniels. Um, they have movement along the offensive line, some movement with the number one tight end in the country, a one-time commit. Whatever the way this pans out, I think Florida State is going to have success a little bit later on in the cycle. All right. It's always fun checking in in the big three in the state of Florida. We did it a couple weeks ago. And you know what? We'll do it again in a couple more <laughs> weeks. Sam, thanks for hanging out with us today on the Inside Scoop. Michigan sits just outside the top five at number six in the on three industry team rankings, but they are rolling right now on the recruiting trail. Just last night, Michigan added four-star offensive lineman Blake Frazier out of Austin, Texas. Wolverines now have 12 total commitments tied for most with Ohio State, Georgia, and LSU, and they now sit second in the Big Ten recruiting rankings. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to the show. Here we see Michigan sitting at number six, pushing for a potential top three class. And this is how they get their big names on the board. You got five-star Dylan Stewart, four-star corner Aaron Scott, four-star Max Anderson, and four-star running back Taylor Tatum. Five-star Dylan Stewart is the number one overall player, the number one edge in America. And yes, Ohio State and Alabama are trending right now on the recruiting prediction machine, and they are probably the biggest competition, but Michigan doing a great job with Dylan Stewart. They got him on campus in March. The next key will be to lock down an official visit. Now, the Michigan staff hits the trail for the evaluation period this week. I expect them to go check in on Dylan Stewart, and I expect them to try to push to lock in one of those official visits. All right, moving on to four-star corner Aaron Scott. Now, he's out of Ohio, and you could really put Bryce West in this group with Aaron Scott because both of these guys are Michigan-Ohio State battles. We talk about them a lot on the inside scoop. Next step, let's see if they can get them in on an official visit because both of them already have official visits set to Ohio State in late June. And that's really the battleground recruitment right there, Ohio State, Michigan. Probably a summer decision for these two. So the key here, get them in on official visits this summer. Let's move to the state of Texas, Frisco, Texas, that is. Max Anderson. Sam, the RPM is trending heavily in Michigan's favor at over 95%. Who do you think the biggest competition is right now for the Wolverines? Max Anderson was at G-Day over the weekend checking out Georgia. Georgia has a great reputation for producing NFL offensive linemen. That's one of the main boxes that Max Anderson is looking for. You mentioned Michigan is up there, and then you'll also have to factor in Oklahoma and Penn State. Penn State, Phil Trotwine has a lot of momentum with these 2024 class, especially on the offensive line, uh, Max Anderson included. And then older brother plays at Oklahoma. Him and Bill, Bill Biedenbaugh go back quite a few years um, so that's probably the big four for Max Anderson. But like you're saying, Michigan has a lot of momentum, and Max Anderson is one of those names to watch with the Wolverines. 
Yeah, this is the path to seeing if Michigan can land a top three class. They got to close on some of these guys. Another big name, four-star running back, Taylor Tatum out of Longview, Texas. Michigan has been in a good position for him, but over the weekend, the five foot 11, 200 pound back went to USC, and it seems like the Trojans are trending. But why does Michigan have a shot here? I think that Taylor Tatum is going to play college football outside of the state of Texas. That doesn't mean that Texas and Texas A&M haven't stopped recruiting him. They both really prioritize Taylor Tatum, but he likes Michigan. He likes USC, and he also was at Georgia earlier this month. Those mm -hmm. seem to be the three schools that are on his mind as he heads into official visits for the summer. All right. So after finishing 18th last year, really kind of a lackluster year, considering that they made the playoffs, considering that they've beaten Ohio State year after year now. Finished 18th, though. Do you think Michigan can make a run at a top three class in 2024? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said earlier, they need a couple of these dominoes on these national recruits to fall the right way. Guys like Taylor Tatum and Max Anderson. And if you can pull someone elite like Dylan Stewart, that's certainly going to move the needle in one direction or the other. Um, but Michigan, you know, they've been playing great under Jim Harbaugh for several years now, obviously multiple trips to the college football playoff, but the recruiting side has not equaled up. They've also had guys like Aiden Hutchinson go in the first round, um, about to see the same thing with Mozzie Smith this year. I think it might have been a little delayed, but we're starting to see that that production show off on the recruiting trail. Yeah. And right now, Michigan sits at number six. So a top three class, really not that far of a stretch. Sam, thanks for checking in with us on the inside scoop. Penn State's climb in the on three industry recruiting rankings continued through the weekend welcoming one new 2024 commitment, four-star offensive lineman Caleb Brewer. The Nittany Lions now stand at number 11 in the updated rankings. So let's bring on Blue and White Illustrated publisher Sean Fitz. Penn State was at 19 in the team rankings just about two weeks ago, but over the past couple weeks, they've been on a tear. Another big recruiting weekend this past weekend, so let's take a look at it. Trench Monsters on campus. Benedict Uma, Nigel Smith, and Liam Andrews all on campus up at Penn State this weekend. So let's start at the top, Sean, with Benedict Uma, 6'5", 240 out of Avon, Connecticut. Now, he's a really good prospect, number 51 overall, number eight at his position. He's been to Penn State a couple times. Can the Nittany Lions close here? It's an interesting recruitment because he is from Canada originally, he's prepping in Connecticut. He hasn't been many places. He's been to Stanford. Uh, he's been, he came down to Penn State this weekend. He's got a Duke official visit set. This is a huge visit for Penn State because it's really your first introduction to big time college football. He hasn't been to the games. He hasn't been to the whiteout of Penn State. He hasn't been to Ohio State. He hasn't been down south or anything like that. So to get him on campus to, to make a first impression, is that's going to be something that sticks. He's going to be back for an official visit this summer. So I think it's just a, a huge first impression they've got some connections at that school and you know they can't let those those defensive linemen in the northeast get away to get him on campus i can't understand understate the importance of that he's very high in the uh, on three rankings and uh for good reason you know on a weekend where they had a bunch of top targets on campus maybe none more important than he was moving on to nigel smith he goes 64 260 out of melissa texas now penn state has a little bit more competition for him he's got ou a m ohio state texas all coming after him where does penn state stand in all of this 
Well, this is an open recruitment because he's been so many places. So you mentioned he's been to all those schools that you mentioned. He's, he's actually been to Penn State a couple of times. When you think about a Texas kid footing this bill to get to Penn State a couple different times, that uh, speaks to some legitimate interest. He's got an official visit set up for the Nittany Lions this summer. So I think Penn State can get into that. I, I have, you know, it's just a tough time to, or a tough way to think that Penn State's going to out recruit Texas, Oklahoma, you know, some of those big schools in that region for a Texas defensive lineman, but Penn State's made a really big impression on Nigel Smith. Um, he's, you know, fallen in with that crowd in terms of the, the Penn State commits that are currently on board. Uh, feels like he fits at Penn State. Going to be a tough one, obviously. Um, they're going to have to get him back on campus at least one more time, maybe a couple more times. But Penn State has made a really good impression and, and, and dug out that relationship there in, in a really good way. All right, Penn State fans, before I ask Sean his thoughts on the number one interior offensive lineman in America, do me a favor, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. I'd appreciate it. All right, on to Liam Andrews, the number one interior offensive lineman, number 78 player overall out of Massachusetts. He's been to Boston College, he's been to Oklahoma and Penn State, probably the most. What does James Franklin need to do to lock him down? Well, it's an interesting recruitment because Andrew is, although he's the top interior offensive lineman in the country, Penn State likes him as an offensive tackle. He's got the length to do so. He's got the size to do so. But also, he's a heck of a defensive lineman, and I think he prefers it to play on that side of the ball. So mm -hmm. this is an interesting recruitment in the sense that if he wants to play on the defensive line, he's going to have to find a school that, that wants to let him play on the defensive line. Penn State recently switched recruiting him as an offensive lineman out and out to recruiting him as an athlete, essentially, a jumbo athlete. Penn State seemed to be fading in this one, so to get him back on campus after he went down south, or Penn State hopes they move the needle, um, in the sense that this is another one of those Northeast guys, another one of those New England guys that, you know, they can't let get away. There's been some guys, uh, Samson Okunlola got to Miami mm -hmm. last year. There's, there's just been guys in that, in that region that have gotten away, big-time guys, and if Penn State wants to establish themselves as a national championship contender, you have to essentially keep these guys home. I mean, obviously, Boston College is up there, Syracuse, you know, you've got a bunch of schools up there, but Penn State has been the dominant force in the Northeast for for some time now. They have to keep those guys sort of home and, and continue to establish that pipeline to New England. All three of those big men were on campus over the weekend, but we can't talk Penn State trench monsters without talking about the number one overall player in the country edge dylan stewart now he wasn't there this past weekend but he has made three trips to penn state this year do you believe the nittany lions are amongst the top teams in his recruitment i would say probably top five seven five to seven um in this in this one it, it's it's tough i mean he seems like he's got his eyes south georgia's obviously been big in this one ohio state has also been big in that one i know they're not Alabama. south but they're a team that is recruited yeah alabama south carolina's got an official visit sterling lucas has done a really good job down there um so penn state feels like they're in that next tier that's fighting mm -hmm. to get one of those other two official visits uh penn state's got its work cut out for him um i i don't think personally that he lands at penn state but at the same time they they made him think they made him at least consider you know lining up one of those official visits and and really given where penn state stood coming into that visit it's pretty much all you can ask if you're if you're the nittany lions yeah, and I think he's going to take that recruitment, maybe the distance. So getting him in on that official visit will be the next key step in his recruitment. Now let's move on and talk about another key position, quarterback. Penn State doesn't have one committed. We're about mid-April right now. Who is Penn State's top QB target? 
Well, those dominoes, they're, they're falling right now. They had mm-hmm. Luke Cromenhoek on, on campus last weekend uh, for Easter for an extended period of time. He's been on campus a couple of times. He was, you know, he's a Florida State commit. I would consider him Penn State's top quarterback target, but he seems to have been solidified with, with Florida State since that trip. So all eyes kind of switched to Michael Van Buren out of Baltimore or St. Mm-hmm. Francis. Um, he's been linked with Oregon. I believe he's at Oregon this weekend. Oklahoma, who also just got a quarterback commit, Penn State, Maryland, um, certainly in there. He's been up a few times, was just back on campus a couple of weeks ago. Um, that That's really where the, the logic points in this one. Penn State offered him as a freshman um, after his uh, debut on national TV, where he just kind of lit the world up, and he wasn't even a starter at that point. Uh, so they've stuck with him. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a good fit. Really talented kid. Obviously, the draw, or the, the knock on him is his size, not quite six foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, he's one of those shorter quarterbacks, which we're finding a lot of short quarterbacks in this class of 2024. Uh, but Van Buren, very, very talented prospect, throws the ball well. Um, and, and I think that if you're looking for a logical fit for Penn State, he, he makes sense as their quarterback in the class of 2024. You think that that could happen maybe before the start of summer or before the start of his senior year? Van Buren has a decision date set for July 8th. So the way the quarterback dominoes are dropping, you just wonder if he's going to make it that far. So I I don't think he's going to get into the season uncommitted. And, you know, he wants to to announce on whatever whatever date he has circled the the July 8th date. Um, So it it makes sense. Maybe it happens before that because of the dominoes. As I mentioned, Oklahoma got got a commit. Oregon may be in line to get a commit here soon. So it's just one of those things where the position sort of carries out how this thing works as opposed to him waiting out. I think Penn State will wait him out until July if he wants. And that's a situation maybe it gets done earlier than that. But um, I kind of think that that's a long time in recruiting. Three months is a long, long time to wait, uh, especially when you already have a decision date, which means maybe in the back of your head, you, you have a decision working. All right. Well, Penn State fans, it doesn't sound like you're going to have a QB commit on your list anytime soon. Well, not at least in the short term, but Sean, who could be the next prospect to commit to Penn State? Well, Penn State had his blue white weekend this weekend. And obviously coming out of that spring game, you always have uh, multiple commits. And and whether that happens on the day of or whether it rolls out slowly, it's tough to say. You mentioned Brewer committed uh, yesterday. Got Keandre Barker, 2025 running back from Texas. Uh, Donovan Harbor, offensive lineman from Wisconsin, really was kind of off the radar coming into it. Four-star guy on the industry rankings. Uh, he was a guy that uh, you know came in, visited Penn State for the first time. Now all of a sudden he's going to announce on Tuesday. So things seem good uh, for Penn State there. I believe the RPM is pointing to the Nittany Lions at this point. So Harbor, uh, you may you may not have to wait long if you're a Penn State fan for the next uh, for the, for the next commitment to fall in line. All right, already an exciting spring. More to come. Thanks, Sean, for checking in with the inside scoop. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Good to see you. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.